And then they run, you know, a 20 minute segment where they try the oxygen saturation and they register it. So it registers uh, three to 4% lower and three to 4% lower is, is a concern. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Grand America show. Uh, we are going to be chatting with freedom for Canada a little bit later. Why is the webcam on? That's troubling. Uh, hmm. It's a fun chat. It's a good chat. It's scary chat in some ways. And we're going to put, we pushed this note. We just did this chat last night. We're pushing to the front of the line because there's a rally this weekend and a lawsuit next week and some court and all that sort of stuff. And it was worth getting out. We got scrambling Graham over here. Hey buddy. Scrambling around before. So what's your meeting for? Oh, it's just a recovery meeting. Yeah. So did you realize yeah. that this is a loophole? Uh, yeah, I did. You're yeah, immune. You can get past the gathering law. Yeah, if it's for a support uh, group. Well, that's <clears throat> interesting because we've already been online for eight months, so I it kind of it's kind of not doing but any aren't good. You like a, the facilities? Aren't you like a guy though? A, a what? You're like a guy that can head this sort of thing. Today, I'm a guy. Yeah, but so you could be you. You have an official capacity to you. So if you're like at the party, we're good. Uh, just maybe, like, sure. There's the door while everyone's sitting in a circle. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the, the facilities don't allow it, right? Well, I'm just worried about my house now. Oh, you're worried about, oh, don't worry about your house. Fine. You don't think you have to worry at all? But we are on the eve of the secondary lockdown. What do we say in Alberta? Well, no, we're not. I think, the, I think they said that the, the no visitors was immediate. Oh. No, no. I meant like last night this all came down, right oh. before our Freedom from Canada episode. Was that last night? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, just, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, there's more restrictions now. And uh, so this is going to be like a COVID intro, but we COVID should intro. mention, can you mention about the Stripe donations and stuff too? Can we, when we, when we do the donation, little rant, can support you, can the you, show. Yeah. American you Stripe. Support. yeah. Stripe's fucked up. If you're on Stripe, no you got to do better. No or, ads. You don't got to do better, but Stripe has to do better. And you <clears> got to double check that your Stripe still works. Cause Stripe, yeah, that's terrible. Stripe is fucky. It's like a quarter of what it was a year ago. Maybe the show just sucks. I haven't considered that. No, I think our feedback doesn't show that. The reviews don't show that. That's an anomaly. Yeah, it's an, an anomaly. anomaly. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of anomalies these days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not fraud. It's just an anomaly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not fraud yet. Including our dropping donations. I mean, the webcam being on is kind of fucking with me. I'm not going to lie. There's yeah, no reason for I that know. Why is that on there? Just... Watching us all the time now. Watching us not social distance, but that's okay because you're. I don't have to social distance with my two, do I? I, mean, uh, I no, I don't think with so. One of my two. Who knows, man? This could get worse. I mean, look, we t we talked about this happening, and we were called paranoid. I don't know the well, amount of people that I heard today making plans on how they're smuggling their loved ones into their house for Christmas. I, I just, it's like the silent revolution. Yeah. I mean, it seems crazy that having your family over for Christmas is a revolutionary act. But I know. It seems like that's the revolution. And Christmas is a bigger deal for us than the Americans. I mean, they have Thanksgiving. That's their sort of four-day weekend. But we get Boxing Day and Christmas Day are the two stats. So we kind of have that whole week there where a lot of oh, people... Oh, yeah, it ends up turning into 10 days for yeah. most people. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I'm looking forward to it. 
My friend's having his family out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to the time off, too. 100%. Yeah. For sure. It's going to be great. Yeah. We're going to be some doing some support grouping. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, there's going to be a timestamp in this. We're going to just do a little bit of a ramble on some COVID. We're going to get rid of the COVID stuff. So the next episode we're just going to have out is going to be like an episode about uh, sort of thinking positive and all that kind of stuff. But so I got a little, couple little esoteric things to talk to you about. And uh, wow. I got some articles to talk to you about, some YouTube. What do you want? What do you want to do here? I got a quote from the Octopus of Global Control. And I opened it up and I looked at the chapters and guess what, what I looked at? 33. No, 211. Depopulation. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that in there? It is in there. Let's start with that. That's a shame. With a quote? With mm -hmm. a really super depressing quote? Yeah. Let's just kick it off with that. Let's, let's just, just go right. Let's, let's go, go dark. Fucking dark. Let's go dark right away. Right. Charlie Robinson's book, The Octopus of Global Control. Friend of the show. Never ending deep state quotes Friend in this book. Friend of the book. show, Charlie Robinson. It's the profound quote of the <laughs> I hope these are real. Like, <laughs> they're pretty bad. Darren, can you guess it? I mean, this is Charlie. It's just from Charlie's book. I mean, I keep we keep reading them, so it's got to be. But when you get to this, like when you're in the middle of a lockdown and the vaccine rollout is coming, and there's already like side effects, <laughs> and you look at the depopulation chapter. <clears throat> in order to stabilize world population, you got to guess who this is. Bill Gates. He's a French guy. Okay. No, he can't just. Chocolate. No, close. As in name, not as in anything else. Really defend him, don't you? In order to stabilize Even he's world, Jopra. Jopra, I like that. <laughs> Brogan. Jopra Brogan. What's Brogan? I don't know, bro. No, it's more like Jopra Brogan. <laughs> <laughs> In order to stabilize world population, we must eliminate three hundred and fifty thousand people per day. It's a horrible thing to say, but it is just as bad not to say it. There's going to be some hypocrisy thrown into these two quotes. Okay. I don't know who that is. Jacques. Uh, Jacques. Delacarte. De la no. Who's the next famous Jacques? Who is the, the underwater guy? Yes. Cousteau? Yes. That was Jacques Cousteau? 1991. Explorer and UNESCO courier and hypocritical father of four. Okay. Here's well, the next hypocritical father kids. of five. This one. This quote's from a hypocritical father of five. Well, you know, that's because they just want brown people dead. This is the thing. They're not talking about. Well, but there's a war on white people, but that's all. Well, just there's fake, not, not them. I mean, yeah. This, okay, is, you this is, you're talking about the nineties. There's no war on white people in the nineties. That's like your guys' prime time. You guys are running hard. Dude, it is. The early nineties is like listen, the highlight of white culture. Listen, it's still there. It's, in the eighties? No, no, no. Listen, it's, do, do, it's, do, do, it's, do, do, do. it's all a front. The, the boarded. DNA tissue that's in this new vaccine is to get rid of white people is a, a white male boy. I thought this wasn't one of those signs. I know, type of but apparently it's got it in there. It, apparently you really need to do better research. <laughs> <laughs> it said it on the flap. People, we got called a journalist again today. So you got to do better. Oh my God. Okay. We better that title. Okay, ready? Ready? Journalist ready here. You ready? <laughs> a total world population of 250 to 300 million people a 95% decline from present levels would be ideal. Who said that? Hypocritical father of five. 
Bill Gates. Ted Turner. Huh. Okay. So I was I was watching. I got something for you here. I got some got some things. So I was watching that video. Do you remember the balance on the mask issues? I watched that video, right? One hundred fifty thousand people die per day worldwide already. So we're like halfway there. There you go. But you so, think with the slowdown in baby making, that doesn't make up for it? Oh, I don't know. There's less deaths now than there usually is because everybody's locked in. I'm not locked in. Nothing. You can't lock yeah, this. You can't lock this in. You down. You just can't. I know. The harder you try, the more I squirm. I'm squirmy. I got an. I got an analogy for you. Okay. This would, this would be great. This is. <laughs> I was own? watching that. I was watching that YouTube video with the balance on the mask issue. Right, we sent a listener sent it. Said, "Would you guys want some balance on the mask ma- mask issue?" Here's a here's a video, and it was all about lowering the inoculum. Right, this is a big argument for why I wear a mask to protect you, and I don't really buy it because it's based on. Why I don't want to get into the details now, but my the analogy that came to mind for me was <clears throat> if I'm naked, and I've I seen fart, you naked. And I fart. It makes it over the other side of the room. If I got my underwear on and my corduroys on and I fart, it goes over to the other side of the room pretty damn quick. Yeah, but it doesn't get in my mouth. It doesn't get in your mouth if I make it. Yeah. No, it doesn't. There's a better chance. No. Yeah, there's no, a better chance. Not unless you're yeah. right there. Yeah. Well, I'm right here. No, no. I mean, like, right there. I mean, it's not going to... The, the underwear and the corduroy jeans <laughs> nah, don't a, stop it from getting to the other side of the room. That's a terrible enough. Why? You go with the fart. You breathe really? out your mask. It goes. It goes. It's got the the Brownian motion. So we. What? There's a motion <laughs> that particles have, right? It goes squeezes through your mask, and it stays in the air. Just like a fart squeezing through your jeans. Yeah. I wonder if it's worse if you have like tidy whities Because it's yeah, like maybe, pressurized. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and more Brownian motion. It just lingers around for longer. Or it goes farther. Like, yeah. we could really get some. We should do a GoFundMe. The last GoFundMe failed miserably. We tried to go to the moon. I know. Now we're not. No, you didn't. Outside. You just tried to go out of the atmosphere to prove it was round, and everybody's already done it already. So nobody wants to pay for another trip outside the atmosphere. I think we could have done it. Did you hear about. So last night. I haven't heard much about Flat Earth in a while, though. This is. Last night before Freedom from Canada, we were talking to Adam Apole, and he mentions um, Alan Green. Friend of the and show, the, Alan and the Green. William Shakespeare thing a little bit quickly. Did you hear about William Shakespeare? <laughs> you're, no. you're not going to believe this. This is where the esoteric stuff of this this thing gets weird. So much. Our listeners have probably heard heard this. The first man to get the COVID vaccine is named. Guess. It was a woman. No, that's this. That's the second person. No, no, it said the first one, and then someone said, no, this is the same woman you lose, used that, last year. Yeah, that woman? The, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> the, the crisis actor? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> her, her name is Margaret, the crisis actor? Oh, my God. Anyways, apparently this guy, the first man. Okay, so she was the first woman, this is the first man. William Shakespeare. Mocking of the victim. Famous William Shakespeare had a theatrical career. Guess where it was even? Stratford-upon-Avon. Isn't that where Alan Green's thing was? I don't know. Or is it Stratford-upon-Tyne? I don't know. He's coming back on the show in a couple weeks. We can ask him. Oh, boy. You should save that for Alan. Because there's probably some crazy significance that we can't even comprehend. Yeah. 
Why would they use that? Why would they do you know that? What I think they're doing is testing vaccines on old people. I know they are because you've seen the thing already. They're already out there saying if if that an old folks per, if an old folks person in the home dies from a vaccine a couple days after, don't be alarmed. It's normal. They're already warming us up for that. I've really? seen the memes. The, but, uh, you want the links, right? I want the links. I'll get, I'll get you I mean, a link. It's all, it's, no, no, I did see it in a, get, I did see it in the news. We're I getting did. to the point in 2020 where a link is almost as fucking useless as a meme. Right. But it's better. It's better. At least I can click on all the read more here's until I get back to some sort of source document. Okay, well this is this isn't got a, this isn't a direct link either, but I people know. have heard about this. I've known Getting you. back to it, this is in March 2019. Nine months prior to the first officially declared COVID-19 case, an episode of Project Runway, right? Did you hear about that? The 17th season aired, entitled All the Rage, which featured a contestant named COVID designing a face mask. And you can see the picture there, right? Have you seen the clip of it? It's pretty mm, creepy. Nice. Like, can you put the mask back on? I've seen the clip, <laughs> but at the time, I... Didn't realize that it was from before. COVID. Yes. And then the previous episode was called The Future Was Here. Season 17 debuted on 314, otherwise known as Pi Day. That's like four days after my birthday. Yeah. So I think there's a light at the end of the tunnel here. I think, like you said, people are waking up to the vaccine agenda. I mean, honestly, it's going to happen here. There is an opportunity here for everybody to start realizing what is really going on. Or not even the, de- you don't even have to know the details of what's going on, but you just need to know this is a whole bunch of big pharma companies and investors and people that are running this agenda that are, that are getting richer and richer off it. And there, there's something nefarious going on. You don't even need to know the details. You I can just, just fucking own like news networks and stuff. Yeah. Everything. There's massive shutdown on YouTube lately. Is there? Yeah. We, we got to get off YouTube. Got to get on these too. other other. We got to get on these other platforms. Well, if we're we doing could video. just get on the platforms. All you have to do is download the YouTube video and upload it there. <laughs> but I don't have time to do that. See the oh, this is the problem. See, I just don't so have part, time. <clears throat> part of the problem is you don't have time to go into the article because you see a headline in the local news. I outbreak, have time for that. Outbreak. I have time for that. Outbreak. I do have time for Did that. Did you see that one? Yeah, it was two people. Yeah, two yeah, people. It was three people. Yeah. Natasha's school has an outbreak because they've had three cases in a month yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But I do it's read disgusting. the headline. I know. But many people don't. Outbreak, outbreak, outbreak everywhere, right? You read it and it might not even be, they might not even be connected. They just might be a, a, a patient in the hospital and, and a healthcare worker. Both test positive on the PCR fuckery test and it's called an outbreak. I wonder is if I should not, watch the news. Do, don't do it, dude. Do you I'm telling cable? you. No, yeah, I do. Yeah. You can come over and watch it. Why don't you come, come over, over one day and we'll watch it? It's in my bedroom. I'll have to sit on my bed. Whoa. This is like the start of a Oh, I actually porno. have one downstairs too, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that one never goes on. We should, we should do a uh, oh, maybe we could do a, a Rothkin, a couple of your Rothkin shows where we uh where we deconstruct the news, the local news. The news. Ugh, it's creepy, dude. You but don't like, want to you don't fly. Do we'll do it live while we're watching the news. Okay. We'll see if we can eventually get more viewers than the news with us. Okay, no, 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 no. I don't want to I don't want to be on video. Fact I want to do. You're it. already on video. <clears throat> Anyways, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. People You're on video. Because there, there's there's a lot of people. I think there's a lot of people that are going to notice 
the effects of this vaccine. Do you think the rally is going to be crazy this weekend? I don't know. I might go. You, you should go? go. You want to come? Well, I have a, I have a float. A float? And a sauna. Oh, yeah, that's okay. You can come after. But I have come some time in between. You'll just miss the speeches probably, and you can come for the walk. No, I might want to give a speech. Yeah. Now, that's the guy that gets the ticket. So I'm going to link Actually, to another video. You know what I might do? I might come by and honk a few times and give out a bunch of stickers. Okay, good. Yeah. Good vibes stickers. Yeah, good vibes good, stickers yeah. to the crowd. Okay. So that if there's any footage, maybe there's some stickers in the background. Okay. <laughs> So uh, I've got another video here that was sent to me. Uh, COVID-19 Invermectin Invermectin saved lives in a Toronto nursing home. Pandemic protection turning point. And there's like, they did a, basically an inadvertently did a double blind study where there, were, there was a breakout of scabies in this nursing home. And they used this Invermectin, which is a, uh, it gets rid of parasites and it cured a bunch of people of COVID. You know what? That's interesting because the... Uh Hydrochloroquine would was basically an anti-parasitic too, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. Well, what, was was it, there was another one that was. <clears throat> it was an anti-malaria. Oh, yeah, right, drug, right, right. So. And then I saw the, I saw some clips on the doctors. Here's Remember the, the frontline doctors it's who like got censored? Eighty-five percent of the deaths are in fucking government-run facilities because in Canada, a long-term care facility is either. Expensively uh, private. Expensively private with government oversight that has to hit all the government fucking ticks and get the inspections or it's government run. Right. So they're more heavily government oversighted than probably most other things. Other that's than, a good point. I never thought about that. And that's that. where 85% of our deaths are. And our response to the government failing that so fucking horribly yep. is yep. giving them oversight over everything else. Yeah, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Everyone's got fucking Stockholm Syndrome and you guys need to wake the fuck up. I'll be fucking blunt. If you think it's a good idea to be locked in your house, it's time to wake the fuck up. And if you think masks are going to grant immunity, I mean, I mentioned it in this episode, but I something clicked for me the other day when I heard... Oh, I yeah, heard, there's no I heard, social distancing I heard a, anywhere. Anymore. I heard a left... Uh, per left wing person talking to a right wing person. They're talking about this, and and it and it just dawned on me. My because they kept saying, but but were they wearing a mask? Were you wearing a mask? It does not grant immunity. It barely works, if at all. You could argue that it, it makes it worse. I honestly think best, it's making it's an, worse. It's a it's, it's a, a it's a placebo kind of thing. It's the, like it's going to stop some schmutz. It's going to gather some schmutz in there. Like I would like, say, at best, it's a neutral. As, at the at best case scenario, it prevents as much as it causes. But they've gone from where, how did we get from Fauci saying that it's really just people are going to be touching their face. It makes you feel a little bit more secure, but it's not really going to do anything. We go from that and that's what the official data is. It says it on the masks. The Alberta website says it's not going to stop you from getting it. It's not proven. This is the official website. That it stops you from uh, that it that it stops the virus from you from getting it. it doesn't protect you from the virus. Mm-hmm. And now all Just of a like sudden the they think they think <laughs> it, they're immune. People think that oh, I can go anywhere and do anything because I'll wear a mask and I'll be fine. It'll it'll protect me a hundred percent. There's a complete there's a complete disassociation with what what's really happening. We can't control this thing, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. A mask is not going to save your life. Uh, I mean, it could maybe limit the spread a little bit mm-hmm. but what damage are they doing no, i don't think it's, it's i know it's but they, clearly it's not doing limiting, way more damage it's clearly than, not oh. limiting and I, I don't and i mean maybe the mask is not where the fight is right now i mean our friends were telling us this wasn't where the battle was going to be a long time ago 
Who is our friends? Chad. He's like, Ryan? don't, he's like, don't, don't talk about the masks, you know, like don't, they, it, or don't, it wasn't, don't talk about the mask, but that's not where the fight is. And he's kind of right. We're getting to the point now where everybody is just complying and everybody's scared shitless. If you don't have a mask, it's unbelievable. Nah, but, I don't agree. But, no, you got to be fighting every, you got to be pushing back every step of the way. You can't just wait till you're, you're overrun. That's just, that's, you need, you always got scouts. Yeah. This is bad. Yeah. Bad tactic. Okay. Yeah, I'm open to it. I'm I'm just saying it's just weird how it's become an immune thing. And if somebody gets it, I mean, you've heard these YouTubers crying in the States, bawling their eyes out because they got the COVID. Not because they're sick, because they're ashamed that people are going to think they're right wing or something. There's a shame factor now right because I wasn't COVID? doing the right thing. I must have made my, my mask slipped or I was too close to somebody. Okay. You can't control it like that. If you're really scared, don't go out. So what's the other thing? With but the, I mean, people really should go out. I mean, they should, we should just be, oh, I don't know. What's the other thing with the COVID vaccine that we got to keep wearing the mask and social distancing anyway, even if everyone gets vaccinated? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, th that's the other thing. The new normal is not going to happen until the vaccine comes out. Oh, the vaccine's not real. We're not sure if it's actually going to stop me from transmitting it to you. It's just going to get rid of so my it, symptoms. Oh, really? That's it. So you're still going to have to wear a mask and vax and, uh, and social distance. Okay. So that, that's interesting that you say uh, you're, you're going to lose the presentation of symptoms, but you're still going to transmit, which means you're still getting the virus on some level because Dr. Wudarg and Dr. Yeadon requested the stop to the corona, the corona vaccine, specifically the Pfizer one, and he's the ex-Pfizer head of respiratory research, yeah. Dr. Michael Yidon, and the lung specialist and former head of the public health department, Dr. Wolfgang Wudarg, filed an application to the European Medicine Agency, and the second, they gave four reasons, the second of which, oh no, I'll give you the first one. The formation of so-called non-neutralizing antibodies can lead to an exaggerated immune reaction, especially when the test person is confronted with the real wild virus after yeah. vaccination. Yeah. This so-called antibody-dependent amplification, ADE, has long been known from experiments with corona vaccines in cats, for example, in the course of these studies, all cats that initially tolerated the vaccination well died after catching the wild virus. Point two, the vaccinations are expected to produce antibodies against spike proteins of SARS-CoV-2. However, spike proteins also contain sictin homologous proteins, which are essential for the formation of the placenta in mammals such as humans. It must be absolutely ruled out that a vaccine against SARS-CoV-2 could trigger an immune reaction against Syncton-1, as otherwise infertility of indefinite duration could result in vaccinated women. The MNRVA.3, the MNRR, now we're going to, after this we can talk about the fact that they're already having anaphylactic problems in the UK on day one, allergic reactions. Yeah. So now are those women going to be infertile? I don't know. The research in the animals leans that way. Okay. The MNR, the mRNA vaccines from BioNTech Pfizer contain polyethylene glycol, PEG. 70% of people develop antibodies against this substance. 
This means that many people can develop allergic, potentially fatal reactions to the vaccine. And after one day of giving vaccines, they said that if you have uh, allergy problems, you should not get the vaccine. Yeah. The, the much too short duration of the study does not allow a realistic estimation of the late effects. As the narcolepsy cases after the swine flu vaccination, millions of healthy people would be exposed to an unacceptable risk of emergency approval were to be granted, and the possibility of observing the late effects of vaccination were to follow. Nevertheless, BioNTech Pfizer apparently submitted for an application for emergency approval on December 1st, 2020. And by December 8th, they were vaccinating people. Wow. And by December 9th, they had fucking allergic reaction problems. Wow. Can I, I'll play a little clip that'll scare you. Is it going to be too loud? Is that pretty no. hard to scare me? No. I'm kind of jaded. Organisms right into the vein of little kids. Something to worry about with medicines. That is, might some of them have side effects? Do we need safety testing? I mean, and we're taking things that are, you know, genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids arms we just shoot them right into the vein so yeah i think maybe we should have a safety system where we you know do trials and test things out yeah i think maybe we should have a safety system oh bill you know little bilbo another fucking brilliant quote from bill he's full of them between him and fauci and the who and all these guys flip-flopping back and forth well, the amount of people that are like not taking the vaccine or letting their kids take it that have or that 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 are pro vaccine or not even pro vaccine, but have gotten all the other vaccines yeah. and probably will continue to get all the other vaccines yeah. and are not going anywhere near this COVID vaccine is fucking astounding to me. The one the one person I thought I knew that was going to get the vaccine, I thought I knew one guy, and he was just like really just like, what else am I going to do? He's like, I want to fucking travel again. What else am I going to do? And then I was talking to him a little bit more today and he's like, well, he's like, I'm not getting it for like a year. No, he's exactly. Like, I'm going to wait a year and see what starts happening. And he's like, he's like, it's, you know, it's all kind of fucked up. This is where the strategy comes in. I think where we have an opportunity here. This is another opportunity. Let's create some airlines, non-vaccinated airlines. Oh, you know what? We uh, non-vaccinated companies. Let's no, do restaurants, movie theater. Non, movie theaters non-vaccinated and movie, movie theaters and restaurants. But this is why they're crushing the small businesses, because they would have been the most likely to switch like that. To yes, less that's a good in. point. Yeah, you're Whereas right. Whereas the Costco's and the Walmarts will be like, fuck, They're whatever. playing by the rules. But whatever. All we're going to do is we're going to go fucking We need to create a whole a society we'll that's fucking... not buying into this. A whole society. Away, baby. You could go ahead and fucking go and play around on your airplanes in your fucking theaters when you're yeah. vaccinated. Fine. We'll have our own theater. We're going to have our own thing going on. And our own our own venues. Yeah. And then we'll see who's the healthiest. And we'll guard our venues with guns. <laughs> just in case they want to fuck around. <laughs> Zet. Be warned. And we won't inject our kids right you, in the vein. You guys want to come? And have, you, have you heard when he says it's really painful? It's just really our... painful. You, they jab you in the arm. It's just, just really painful. Fucking get him. Does he have kids? I don't know. Hey, well, he's married to a man. I don't know. Nah, Melinda's a, Melinda's a man, so I mean, I don't think they have kids together. Does Bill Gates have kids? Belinda Gates? Just say Belinda. Bill Gates' two daughters and one son are Rory John Gates, Phoebe Adele Gates, and Jennifer Catherine Gates. Think they're vaccinated? No. Are you kidding me? They probably don't have iPhones. 
Probably not, eh? Okay, let's do the donation segment. I got to get out of here. The donation segment? We don't do a donation segment. We beg for money and nobody gives it to us. Donation segment. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> Listen, no, too much no identity. But anyways, right. no. I mean, honestly, you know what? How many of these guys that have these uh, independent channels? I mean, Still six I don't know. They're, they got, they got uh, ads everywhere. They're doing these these native ads. Not native ads, but just their- What the fuck? What? You know what native Racist. ads is. You know what Nate Rat is. Yeah. yeah. He's racist. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. You know, underwear and sheets yeah, and pillows. That. And like, come on. We just want to just Square space. listen to people chat. So, you know, we don't want to do ads. We don't want to have a paywall. But we rely on your donations, right? And we appreciate it. That's it. We can't do it without you. We can't do it without you. We barely do it with What's you. What's happening with Stripe? Still, still Stripe's not. still a little fucky. I don't know. More people need to check it, but... I haven't checked, actually. I should check in. Uh... Check soon, yeah. But there's well, other no, options, I mean, too, right? To PayPal and what else? PayPal, Patreon, um, cash in the books. <clears throat> we did get one. Oh, no, those are invoice, not. See, they've changed the way that works. So I don't see. No, we haven't got any new customers. We still have more fails than we do successes on strike almost all something's, failed something's going on with that failed yeah. failed failed yeah failed, something's failed, something's failed, well i haven't heard a lot failed, of people failed. talking about stripe recently well i think fucking carlwood still runs this whole out oh, oh wow really stripe. yeah somebody I was, was talking to grundy today i should have asked him about it yeah he says shit's going fucking sideways in his state of australia now it's funny because a friend of your sister's likes to Likes to trash on Twitter. He was making some comments about how Australia and New Zealand got it right. <laughs> and uh, people from Australia and New Zealand then started piping in on how, wait a second, aren't you in Canada? Because it was fucking crazy here and it's still crazy and nothing was done right. Yeah. Yeah. But. When you're locked down with two cases <laughs> and using the PCR test. Actually, that's one thing that I did want to mention. Oh, there's two more things I got to mention. I knew I was going to miss support them. The show. Okay, no, hang on. Support. There's a petition. Petition the government of Canada. E2961. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. And it's to ensure vaccine safety and safety testing and all that. I'm going to put that in the show notes for people. And also, the Florida government. Have you heard of that? No. You haven't? With the... Uh, oh, the PCR. They got to give away the thresholds or whatever. I'll be honest, man. I'm not really up to speed on all that shit. I'm just more Flor- worried about the freedom. I don't. Uh, even, no, no, no. I, I know, even, but this, these are these are big important things. I know, but like, my side of the argument, I don't even care if the pandemic's fucking real. It doesn't give you the right to take away my freedom. Period. Yeah, I know. I know. The fact that it's yeah, fake I know, is I know, just extra fodder, and I rely on you to well, deal that, with all that. I'm fighting for freedom, even if fucking people. Are no, dying I know, in but that's why. That's what my argument on the masks is. Because even if they quote, worked, even if they worked, <laughs> even if they worked, I don't agree with the whole thing. So that's but how Flor- I feel, though. But Florida's making some headway. I mean, just like these Freedom from Canada guys, they're following very similar path to what Pam Popper did in Ohio, with saying it's not a state of emergency. Like you guys are wrong. So, but Florida's tackling the PCR test. The Department of Health quietly requires labs to report. So quietly requires them to report cycle threshold of troubled PCR test. The Florida Department of Health is now requiring all labs conducting COVID-19 tests to document more details of the controversial PCR test. Cycle, th- and here's a, the document states 
cycle threshold values and their reference ranges as applicable must be reported by laboratories to FDOH. The lab should begin reporting this information seven days of the date of the memorandum. So they're asking right away. Um, very interesting. We talked a lot about the PCR test, and we kind of know what's going on with that. But some labs will report out to 40 cycle thresholds, and if they get a positive at 40, which means there is a tiny, tiny, tiny amount of the virus there, that gets reported to us as a positive, and we don't know any different. Bum, bum, Problems bum. in Portugal and the UK, so we've talked about that a little bit. I'm going to link that article in the show notes, too. That's from the last American Vagabond. Here's the thing. If people were dying in the streets, I wouldn't want to go out because I'd be scared of getting COVID. Yeah. You wouldn't need to tell me I'm not allowed to. I know. I know. But I know. That's I, what I but come that's from comes a firm, back. firm fucking freedom fucking belief there. I do believe the state should own some things like power and roads and I know but and that, insurance and banks, maybe. Like but the, the state should be us. But that's what brings us back to the intention behind this and the great reset. How can we talk about all these things and not go to that extent? People were calling us paranoid a few months ago. The vaccine's coming. But we're and paranoid. we'll see what happens. We're paranoid, but you need a couple paranoid canaries in the coal mine. It doesn't mean we're wrong. Well, we're probably wrong about it. Yeah, we're wrong sometimes too, but whatever. We try to be right. We try to be honest. Seriously, though, support the show. GrowAmerica.ca slash support. We need your support now more than ever. You know, I thought I actually had the fucking, uh, I had the MP3, but I can't find it, of uh, Boy Kenny. Oh, I didn't even talk about the, the, uh, our health minister or whatever title is talking about aerosolization. Actually, I did talk about it in the freedom for Canada. Wait, what? Our health minister, what? Talking about the, how it's uh, in specific cases, it may be aerosolized and travel farther and stay in the air longer. In other words, uh, masks don't work. Cindy Butterworth says, where do you stand oh, yeah, on the great, great reset the liberals are planning on introducing? Well, I, I, let me just say that, first of all, what is this great reset? Uh, Pierre Polyev, the federal conservative finance critic, recently raised concerns about this. And then he was attacked by some in the media and by the liberals for supposedly circulating conspiracy theories. Well, the great reset is actually the name of a book by a very prominent advocate of it it's his name is klaus schwab he sent me a copy i guess he sent one to every probably every government leader around the world and klaus schwab's thesis in his book is that uh, we should governments and societies the world should quote seize the opportunity of the public health and economic crisis to reimagine the world and radically change policies now, in what ways? I would describe it as a grab bag of left-wing ideas for less freedom and more government, for more government intervention, uh, for um, policies that would, uh, I think, create massive poverty, uh, particularly energy policy, uh, policies that he is advocating. So Klaus Schwab, by the way, is the president and founder of the World Economic Forum, also known as the Davos Summit. Take that with a grain of salt because uh, good old Jason Kenny also fucking shut everything down and locked everything down like two days later. So clearly he doesn't mind crushing some fucking economy. Enjoy the chat with Freedom for Canada.
All right, tonight we've got a different episode for you on the night of our lockdowns in Calgary and Alberta getting more extreme. Lockdown we have Eve. Locked on a lockdown Eve. We have uh, the team from Freedom for Canada with us tonight. Dazlo has introduced us to uh, to these these guys that are fighting for our freedoms in Canada. And um, I thought we should have you guys on the podcast. It's a, it's good timing, and I feel like whatever we can do to help you guys out with your platform here. Um, so maybe we'll go around the go around. We're on a Zoom call here. Uh, we'll go around. Uh, each of you can maybe just introduce yourself quickly, and then we'll we'll get into what what you guys are standing for. You want to start, sure. Roman? Uh, sure. Yeah. My name is Roman, uh, co-founder of Freedom for Canada. Uh, we've got a wonderful team of volunteers that uh, dedicate quite a bit of their time to progressing our, our objectives, which is mainly uh, raising awareness about civil liberties and what people can do about it. Uh, we also promote rallies. And last but not least, we also do uh, pursue litigation, right? And so we've recently filed a very important application against the province of Alberta which forces them to reveal the basis of the reasonableness of the measures that they're imposing on us, specifically targeting the PCR test and the rationale behind it being a valid tool for, for counting cases. Uh, similarly, the mask mandates, social distancing, uh, you name it, we've, we've requested. It's, it's kind of like a legal approach to a Freedom of Information Act where they're putting these measures on us without any sort of justification. They're citing studies that masking works, but um, in reality, there's dozens of studies proving the contrary. They don't put any evidence forward. And so we've made an application to have a judicial review of all these measures um, with an aim to next week in court, either have it enjoined until they prove it or just have it immediately adjudicated and all the measures be removed on the spot. So that's what we're hoping for. Um, but you know, it is, uh, it is an uphill battle. This is, um, a long time planned agenda here that we're up against. And so it's a bit of a David and Goliath type situation. Um, it's really tough to say how deep the corruption is and how everybody is coerced or bribed or, or motivated to participate in it. Um, uh, but the way I would explain this particular litigation and then, what we're hoping to do with that in the bigger picture, um, this is essentially a scratch on Goliath's ankle. And what we're looking for is the death by a thousand cuts. We need everybody to come together to keep going and taking attacks at this animal and not be afraid of it for it to ever be resolved. If anybody capitulates to it or just waits and watches, then unfortunately the chances get slimmer. And so the second part of the message is, yes, we can pursue these litigations. And this particular one, um, I would argue, if successful, is going to be the beachhead, much like Normandy, right? The very important beachhead that then enables an awakening of people. It'll give the credibility to the arguments, the counter arguments that the media is pushing on us. And then that's where the rest of the Freedom for Canada team comes in and groups like yourselves to really wake up people to what's happening. Right, to give the movement the real credibility in North America specifically. And so with that, we've got a, a diverse team from all skill sets. Uh, they'll, they'll introduce themselves here. Um, but um, 
I'm happy to speak more about that after um, once once everybody gets a turn to to say hello. Yeah, I've already got some questions, so we'll circle back around to that part of it. But yeah, let's go go around. Maybe Dr. Uh, Joni. Oh, gee, that's wonderful! You got my name right <clears throat> first time. So. <laughs> Thank you very much for inviting us. And yeah, we're we're here to enlighten your audience and give them as much information and encouragement as possible. So I'm Dr. Joni Liu. I'm an engineer and a doctor of Chinese medicine by training. And I'm basically a success mindset consultant who helps people to have all the success and the health and the fulfillment that they want. And one of the first things that I teach my people is that they've got to feel brave enough to be themselves. That's truly what freedom is about. Not caring what other people think, not caring what other people are saying to them, but teaching them to know that it's only important what they think and feel and then to go after what it is that they want to do. Of course, with the caveat that whatever it is that they're doing should be legal, ethical, moral, and respects the rights of other people. That's very important, the moral part. Excellent. Fantastic. How about you, Jesse? Hello, guys. Uh, thank you, and I appreciate uh, the time to spend with you here to to discuss this with the team. And uh, my name is Jesse. Uh, I've been 12 years in um, the occupational health and safety uh, industry. Um, I kind of started off here when someone told me that the safety guy was typically the, the, uh, the one that was one of the most unliked next to the accountant. So I said, challenge accepted. And uh, I'm like the salmon that swims upstream. So I went with it. And uh, 12 years later, here I am. But um, I mostly resided in the oil and gas industry and a lot of coaching, uh, training and whatnot. So, um, I also do a lot of, um, training with myself, uh, as far as I'm a, I'm a marathoner and, and running. So I've really brought health into in, embodying that. And I've learned a lot about that. And with that, I, I help to empower people or I have helped to empower people and, um, to marry that with the safety and the industry that I've been in. And, um, I've also learned about what the masks have done and, and I've helped coached, trained, uh, assisted with that. And, um, that's something that's been a very clutch topic for me. It's been kind of my hill to die on. So, um, with these fine folks here, I'm sure we're, we're probably going to open the can of worms and it'll be all over the place. So I'm happy to do that. Nice. Thanks. How about you, Dazzle? And yeah, hi, I'm Dazlo. Thanks uh, for having me back on the show again. Um, my background, I guess, is more so in um, common law and fighting the man through through the law. Um, I've been deemed by the courts as a freedom fighter. Um, I've had a few successes in court. Um, some pretty major ones, which was theft of a gas utility and mischief causing damage and um, obstruction of an officer's duty. Um, I've beat uh, driving while unauthorized, without insurance, without registration. And, um, yeah. All right. I'm just here to uh, share a little bit of, of knowledge about that, if we 
get some time. All right. That sounds great. Thanks, everybody. I mean, what a fantastic team. So just so you guys have some context about our audience and what we've talked about on the show, we've been pushing back on this for a long time. I mean, at the first in the first little bit in March, I went through a period where I was questioning it and I was, uh, you know, a little bit scared. I was like, what's going on here? But then as the data started coming out, we started really pushing back on the whole thing, the masks, the PCR testing. The, so our audience is familiar with this battle. Um, it's great to talk to some local people about it and, and see. I mean, we've been pushing back how we can on this, but we've also been struggling with with our show, how much to talk about it and how much to you know, do we keep, you know, do we keep brooding on it? And, and, but it just, it's the, it's the conspiracy that we're living through right now and it's affecting our daily lives. So it is something that we appreciate uh, the fight on and, and we're willing to push back with you guys. So I guess I could circle back to Roman a little bit on, we had Dr. Pam Popper on from um, freedom Americans uh, make Americans free again, I think. And she's got another um, <clears throat> alternative health website. And she's got a lot of following in the States in Ohio and they're there. They did a very similar thing with the legal system. They challenged Ohio and their state of emergency. And they went about it that route and said there, we can prove that this is not a state of emergency. Therefore, all these measures aren't applicable. So I, I like how you guys are also f- doing that, uh, following that, that route. Yeah. So, so just kind of going back to your, your comment about focusing on, on this particular topic, um, just give you a little bit more background of myself. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've uh, started many companies. I currently have 12 companies uh, in the process of selling one, hopefully closing this week, actually, thank goodness. Um, and so that, that consumed a lot of my time, but 80% of my, my day, day time. And that, create, that created a void. And so I asked myself, well, do I just start another company just like I always have? Or do I put my skill set to work on this particular battle? And, you know, I made the, I made the choice and now it consumes 110% of my time and my companies are a little bit suffering, but frankly, I don't see anything more important right now than focusing all of our collective attention on this, because if we don't next year does not look good for anybody. And so we can do what we can in court right? Like that's, that's an important avenue. It's expensive, right? Uh, and it takes, it can often take a long time. And so um, we've got this emergency application to be heard next week, which is a very, very small miracle. I would, I would have to say that, that we, we, we have that position in such a short time. Like we're, we're by no means a, a mature group here. We've, we've formed what, four weeks ago. Uh, we've got what, 30 ish volunteers now working with us and growing every week. Um, 500 plus listeners in our subscribe in our newsletter, right? And so it's it's growing exponentially. The people are looking for a place to channel their energies and to learn more and be part of a community where we are focused on this particular topic, like they are, but they don't have the immediate uh, circle of friends to do that with. And so that's very important because everybody's little circle maybe just going about their life as normal, but that one person is absolutely paramount in spreading the message to that circle. And so, you know, I'm kind of glad the professional sports have taken a a pause and, you know, all of the distractions that, that are around us. And, and there is attention to this particular topic is really the way that we win 
is by waking people up. And hence this picture here, right? So I look at every masker or every, you know, give me the vaccine so I can see a concert again person as an opportunity to wake somebody up, right? It's not a, it's not a problem to me but it's an opportunity. And so when you make that shift and you start to think, well, that is the battleground of our day is, is it's a massive psyop that's been going on for decades, right? Through education and Hollywood and music industries, just a constant brainwashing. And, you know, I don't know how much of the weeds you like to get into on that, but, um, well, we get pretty deep on that. Yeah, like, right. As, so, deep, like, as deep as you can go, really. But I mean, we don't have to do that tonight. But exactly. So, right. so you know, you, you're aware of that, right? And <laughs> yeah. so, you know, that's been going on forever. And so, undoing that is not is not a quick fix. And so, um, I think it's encouraging to see it happening more more rapidly. But at the same time, I'm concerned it's not fast enough. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's, it's, it's, I think a lot of people out there, there's a percentage, 20, 30%. We always throw these numbers around trying to figure it out, but they were, they're wearing we their mask, we but they don't know what to do. I mean, we're involved in this. We've been talking about this kind of stuff for years and we don't wear masks, but we don't know what to do either. I mean, we, we don't know. You don't know where we kind of thought we can't be waking anybody up anymore. I mean, we've tried it just feels like you, these some there's a percentage of people that we can get to. I think that's the ones you're talking about. The ones we can, the ones that are that are not sure what's going on. They know there's a problem with this. They're wearing a mask. They know, you know. But then there's a bunch of people that are just completely on the other side. No matter what you show them, no matter what you say, they are not going to wake up. They're so entrenched in the dogma, and they just trust that big farmers vaccine is going to come out and and cure everything. I mean, it's it's mind boggling totally to me that they even that they even think that masks and these lockdowns are making a difference. I mean, they've just made it work. It's been worse. It's been since August 1st, they put that in place and it's not doing anything. I mean, it's making it worse. Exactly. And so, so <clears throat> different areas have different percentages of those, right? Yeah, and so yeah, right. here in Alberta, it's, it's a, it's a relatively overwhelming conservative majority, but you, you go over to like Ontario and Quebec and, you know, that, that's a completely flip side of, of that. You know, you've got the overwhelming majority of maskers and the very small, group of, of people that are awake. And so th this is why Alberta is so important because this, this is probably in my opinion, the best chance of success right. in, in this. Right. So, um, and from there it can be like wildfire across, across the country. And that's actually what really needs to happen. So we're, we're not just um, look, looking at, you know, Calgary, Alberta here. We're, we're part of a national collective there's groups across the country and uh filled with brilliant minds from military personnel to to um psychologists and philosophers and you name it there's a think tank working on solving this problem um and so it's not even just a canadian problem this is a global yeah, problem yeah, yeah. right so so one of our tactics is um Nobody, nobody is here by choice in Freedom for Canada. Nobody, nobody wants to be here. Despite finding a beautiful family that, that actually everybody just really loves, I think I'd speak for everybody, that it's, it's just like feeling like at home. So, so in that respect, it's great, but nobody wants to be here. Um, we're here out of necessity. And so um, one of the things we're doing is making sure that our efforts are not diluted, right? And so templating and open source sharing our tactics so that everybody everywhere can benefit from the hard work that we do. Because if 
Edmonton doesn't follow or Ontario doesn't follow and they just go down with it, then, you know, everything's in vain. And so it needs to be uh, a group effort on a massive scale. And so, you know, when you think about that, it's, it's quite a daunting thing to even just think about just to say, how are we going to make the world work together when it's been divided for so long with borders and identity politics and belief systems? And, you know what I mean? To, to just drop that all at the door and say, actually, <laughs> I don't want to walk off that plank next year. Yeah. Actually, so, the, the big fight is freedom versus tyranny, really. It's good versus evil at the f- most fundamental point, right? Um, and it's been going on for, for thousands of years, unfortunately, you know what I mean? Um, to, to varying degrees of success. And so the difference now is the technocracy. Yeah, yeah. Because as soon as that grid, that control grid is operational, right, the 5G is here, the robotic cars, the self-driving cars, the robotic policeman is the, is the end of the road. As soon as there is robotic police, we'll never escape. And that's, that's unfortunately, I think, the, the, the hard truth. Once we have a, a robotic military and a robotic police that can be controlled without debate, it's game over. And so we may have seen tyrants rise and fall in the past, and there's tactics to, to nonviolently take them down and some varying degrees of speed, weeks to months to years. So, so there's all these types of strategies that we're, we're working on. Um, and actually, that point right there, I think, is one of the absolute secret ingredients to winning. Because that threat of a robotic police turning on the police of today is actually the recipe to winning, in my opinion. Because the way it works is a nonviolent revolution, you have to take out the support systems of the dictator. Okay, and so the biggest support systems are the police and the military. And so if they realize that they're just the last one off the plank and that they are marching their own kids off that plank. Right. Then that's when they start to grow a spine and stand up for what's right. And the more of them there is, the faster that tyrant falls. And so in our case, you know. I don't know if we're able to name him here, but in Canada's case, we already have a dictator in in the making. And so until that problem is gone, we are we are fighting and we have to keep going that strategy to wake up the support systems. And that's that's unified bodies like it could be First Nations. It could be church groups. It could be political parties. It could be police, military, any sort of groups that that would typically follow orders need to be woken up first. But I'm not talking about the 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 nine to fivers in the office tower that you know just just hope nobody bothers them. You know what I mean? Wear their mask and be a good little tax slave. I'm not talking about that. We're talking about those types of people, the the medical industry, the nurses, the doctors, and so. Um, the, PC, this is really the PCR the testers, is. the labs, the people that are doing the PCR testing. Well, that that's the Achilles heel in this whole thing yep. is the PCR test, right? Well, and, so, and, and the, and the official stats that we can all look at and prove that there's nothing to this that they don't want to look at. I mean, they put their own official stats there. All you have to do is go to the official data and you can find out all the information we need to fight back. Yeah. Well, there's, there's so much to it. Um, strangely, and there's nothing they're putting forward about it. You know what I mean? So like, like I was having the conversation with our lawyer, even today, I was like, so 
if us ordinary people can just quickly look up and learn about this PCR and how cycles work and, you know, the sensitivity of it and, you know, what's right and what's wrong, like just by logic, you'd think Hinshaw knows about that. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Or Tam knows about that or Kenny's got to know about that. Like they can't be totally oblivious to it. And so just that well, simple like, fact alone says so much about what's happening to yeah, us. Exactly. Yeah. What was like that? You got to wonder what they have on these people for them to breach their oaths. Well, yeah. So that's that's like certain certain organizations use blackmail, right? So there's like like the Epstein circle, right? The the put pedophiles in charge because they can be controlled, right? And so on and so forth. So, so I, I wouldn't say like a lot of the Canadians are that, right? And so when you look at um, CCP military tactics, they have methods that, that they've disclosed about how they get people under their thumb. And some of it is honeypot, some of it is extortion, right? Some of it is bribery, right? So there's all different tactics that they use to, to get these people. And in fact, Manchi is on their list surprisingly and look who's shouting the loudest right now saying if the promise doesn't do enough we're gonna put our own measures on like who who says that yeah like well, unless you like especially that principle about knowing what the pcr bs is yeah, yeah. you know what i mean yeah so and when so, i and when i said official data i don't i don't mean the pcr positive tests i know that there's a lot of false positive in there i meant even just the death rates and the the ages and the comorbidities and all the stuff that if you dig a little bit below the surface, you find yeah. out the details. So, so that's a very good point because um, most people are just taking what they're told, right? The Kool-Aid, right? And so all it takes is that one question to get inside their mind and say, actually, that doesn't make sense. Maybe I'll Google it. And as soon as that happens, you kick dirt, you strike oil, right? There's so much information to counter the, the the propaganda that it it actually just baffles the mind why nobody looks for it do you know what i mean like you, you could like scratch the surface and just gush your oil like yeah, oh my exactly. goodness there's this huge flow of information like oh my god what yeah <laughs> and, and that's part of i think the issue is there's it's it's the lie is so big yeah. that it's unbelievable yeah and i do think the people you're talking about the intentions that dazzle is talking about i mean i I think part of it is they believe in the Great Reset. They want this to happen. I mean, they do think that, you know, humans are evil and we're ruining the planet. I mean, there's some there's some core beliefs, I think, that they that just they'll put all these other little things aside to continue down that road, which they think is is good for humanity and the earth. Well, they blame it. They blame it on humanity. But you look and it's like maybe what, a hundred corporations that are actually doing all the damage. Exactly. You know, and they're the ones who are profiting the most off of all this right now. Yeah, I I think it kind of comes back to the vaccine. Right. Because some some people in the clinical trials have reported feeling like their soul has left their body after taking it because you've got the genetic modification messenger RNA vaccine. Right. And so it's separating the etheric body from the physical body is what that slight little tweak does. And so I think personally, and if you survive it, like the side effect list that's on the CDC website is one of them is death. And then a whole bunch of crap you've never heard of. That sounds scary as hell. Um, and it just, just basically a nightmare. Right. And then they're saying now, now they're putting out apps that 
you can lifetime track any side effects that you get from the vaccine so they can get data from these first doses, um, chip you, whatever, right? So the, the, the point I'm trying to make is I think that these politicians have been given immunity to the vaccine agenda, which is a, the real death threat, right? So it, once these vaccines are rolled out, they're going to cause similar symptoms to what's already happening, which will validate the whole need for further lockdowns, further military, militarization, and so forth. So, so the vaccine is actually the real pandemic, but they're never going to tell you that. Yeah. It's all just going to yeah. be COVID. Well, just you've already, like, you've like, already seen those, those things written down that just warning us that if, if, an old, if somebody in the old folks home passes away a couple days after the vaccine, just don't be alarmed. That might happen. Yeah, I mean, they're normal. already warming us up for it. Yeah. Wait, and so, so someone said? like yeah. Kenny or Hinshaw or, or whoever has been told, you play along, you don't have to get the jab. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or yeah. something like that. Or like, you know, here, here's, here's a little bit of money. You know, you're, you're on the in crowd. The the 0.1% is growing to 1% and you'll be in that 1%. Yeah. Right. Sort of type of value proposition. I mean, the other thing I, I wanted to talk to you about when you talk about tactics is, is cause we've just, we've thought, how do, how do we fight this? What do we do? Um, besides preparing to disengage from society who vaccinates. I mean, there is people were calling us paranoid a few months ago and we're saying, look, the great reset is here. It's coming. The forced vaccinations are coming. And all of a sudden it's, it's December. The lockdowns are happening more. They're talking about vaccines coming to the front line in a couple of weeks, whatever. But I've talked to my loved ones and said, this is my, this is where I'm at. I'm not going to take the jab. I don't know what that means, but it means I'm not, I might not be able to participate in this and that, but just so they know, I mean, don't people have to have these conversations as well that are already kind of waking up to this, to, that there be prepared to, for your life to change if you don't take the jab, assuming that, you know, the battle kind of moves forward in that direction. Yeah. And so that, that kind of brings me back to litigation because We've specifically omitted vaccines from this particular round just because of the complexity yeah. of that argument. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and so that's going to be a follow-on application challenging the the testing procedure and, you know, the, the clear data evidencing the virus has been isolated in order to be able to prove it is effective and all those types of things, you know. So, so that's, that's coming in the near future. Um, but you got to kind of choose your battle. So we're hoping to buy ourselves some time here with the linchpin PCR test yep, and then move into the greater battles. And so it, it even gets deeper than that, right? So, so you look at the hierarchical structures of medical policy in the world, right? And so long ago, there was um, motions passed that forced the Canadian medical uh, um, groups to take direction, policy directions from the WHO, right? So whatever the WHO says, we have to implement. We don't get to make any of our own policies. And so that right there is a serious, serious backdoor to our Mm -hmm. whole system for the globalists, obviously, right? Here's the cycle cycle threshold that you're supposed to use right now. Unelected, communist China-owned, you know, medical tyranny coming in through our back door and affecting everybody's life. Right. And so the interesting is they, they say one thing and then do another, right. So they'll say lockdowns don't work, but then they'll say do lockdowns. Right. And that's how they avoid 
litigation, right, at that level. And so we need to really tackle that backdoor loophole that they're using. Oh, that's interesting. I never thought about it as far as that's why they're saying that. Until the... Yeah, they kind of slough it off on the the countries then, or or look at look at look at Fauci and CDC. Yeah, exactly, oh. Fauci and CDC, right? So so Fauci will be the mouthpiece, right, and say certain things publicly, right, to to per, perpetuate the agenda, the narrative. But then on the website, they'll issue some obscure page ten Google article that that changes that. Yeah, you know. What I mean? So so unless you're vigilantly hyper vigilantly looking for these things, you'd never know. Another example is, is exactly what happened here in Alberta with these recent measures. So they come out, was it two weeks ago, and they do this, this three-hour, like, blah, 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 fear-mongering episode, right? And then in the actual order, right, they say, oh, it's an emergency, but it, it doesn't actually say oh, interesting. an emergency, right? It's just one sentence that says there's, there's COVID-19 um, present in Alberta and it's hyperinfectious. Full stop. It's just it's total Swiss cheese. There's no basis for it. Like so, so unless you know like where to look, <laughs> you'd never know that. You just believe what the TV said. And so once you once you like retain a constitutional lawyer and you start to dig in there, you go down that rabbit hole. You you really just find Swiss cheese. Yeah, you really have to pay attention to verbiage. I mean, I watched a little. I don't watch it a lot, and I watched that one. I'm like, oh my god, no wonder why people are so scared the way these people talk. And then watching the well, that's watching the watching the who, what's her name, the lady of the health lady, uh, uh, Henshaw. Henshaw. So and she's saying she's and I and I swear it's nope. it's after that controversy after they got. Uh, that leak came out or whatever, and that that, uh, that Kenny wasn't supporting and, yeah. her. Yeah. And she's saying, in specific instances, it's aerosolized, and it can go across the room, and it travels farther in these specific instances. I mean, they're opening it up right there to, your masks really aren't working. You know, it's yeah, aerosolized. So it's like, but, oh, it's well, only specific then, instances. Like, so, so you have to stick a swab way into the back of your nose to test it, but the, the saliva... Will somehow get you sick? Yeah. Well, that's where you wonder. I mean, I got I got all these theories about why Trump's around, and you know, one of them was to keep the uh, the the say the the very active right in their houses during a lockdown because he's able to just sort of say some stuff here and there to keep them sort of chill. And I think he's got this other effect of. Because I don't think you even have to have dirt on all the politicians or blackmail or bribery when you own the fucking media. Because now all these people, what happened to the one fucking politician that went against the COVID narrative? He got caught, uh, called a retard all around the world a million times over. I mean, the guy, Trump? Yeah, the guy still got, you know, his his followers. That are going nowhere, that are be by his side forever. But to the rest of the world, you know, like they've done a pretty good job at trying to smear this guy into being for doing that. And, and I they'll do that to anybody. Yeah. So I think he's the he's the 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 scapegoat. That's like listen, Henshaw, or listen, Kenny, or listen, Nenshi. I think is dirty as fuck, but that's a different thing. Um, but but I think you know even. The Trudeaus and the, all these politicians, to a certain extent, they just they, they've got a certain level of ego to them by by nature to just try and want to be in that thing. And the thought of being completely stripped down and ripped apart by the media 
is the because I mean Kenny could come out today and say you know what fuck it this is bullshit. Well, he pushed back we, on Great Reset the other day. So that's a good problem. point. Yes, so it, everyone's going back. Everything's open. We're just doing this, that. This litigation we think may give him the political cover that he needs in order to do just that, assuming he's not completely bought. Right. So so. He, he, it's political suicide for him to become counter narrative of like you're saying, right? And so, so by having a, a third party put the government to account and say you have to now prove it, it gives him that political cover. We're actually following it up very quickly next week with a class action lawsuit in the multiple billions for the damages this has caused too. So, so this is just the beginning of a series of onslaught litigations. But I, I just wanted to touch on something that you said. So I'm glad you brought up Trump because. Um, Trump is I'm an interesting phenomenon. For the record. Pardon me? I'm not a Trump Trump guy for the record. I think he's just as fascist as the rest of them. So, so it's interesting that you say that, right? Because the presence of Trump has done something interesting for Canada. Had it been Hillary or Biden, heaven forbid, then Trudeau would be completely emboldened and there would be no polarization yeah. of, of ideologies. Do you know what I mean? So, so God knows what Trudeau would have done extra than he already has, which is bad enough. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. But, but that said, um, there's a little known theory about Trump that, you know, so, so I don't particularly mind him, just to be fully transparent. Um, but there's a little known theory that is deeply, deeply concerning to me. And it's, it's, it's actually like, like it, it, it could almost keep you up at night once you know this. Have you ever heard of, you know, obviously The Economist magazine and how the covers of The Economist are globalist messages to each other foreshadowing future events, kind of like a signal, like the bat signal? Yep. Um, and so there was a glo- uh, an Economist cover a few years back. I can't remember exactly, exactly maybe it was like 2013 or 14. Uh, you can look it up. But it was the Pied Piper. And so you know the story of the Pied Piper, right? Hired by the king to lead the rats out of the kingdom and off the cliff to their death. Okay, And so the concept of Trump as the Pied Piper is that he was actually selected for his his role. It was all theatrics with Hillary, right? And he then played this savior role, undoing all of this damage and whatever, just to play the flute, right, to get everybody to trust him so that he could jab the hell out of everybody. Okay, because that's the real globalist endgame. So, so it's kind of like the lost leader. Give them a little bit so that they believe you when you say stick this poison in you. Yeah, and so yeah. that that's the frightening Pied Piper theory about Trump because it's actually sadly coming true right now where he's promoting these vaccines. And so, you know, like at this point, I don't know what to believe because uh, yeah. I could guarantee you Biden is like a hundred times worse. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's a slower, time, it's a slower march. It's but just, no, it's just why is he selling us vaccines? That's well, how they get you. you know, that's well, how look they at, get you. Look they at that it. video that was posted just today or the other day, where it talked about how there was that um, Chinese businessman talking about how they basically owned the United States and Wall Street up until Trump came in. Yeah, See, and, you know, and when you like, and when you listen to his speech at the World Economic Forum and at the United Nations pushing back on on this globalist agenda, that mm-hmm. didn't seem like theater to me. That seemed very genuine. No. Like he was literally throwing it throwing it in their face. I'm like, ah, it's hard. But to, so why is he why is he pu- pushing Moderna? Because he because he has to because he has to to a certain extent. I almost extent. think 
He has to because there's a whole bunch of his base that are still like. Otherwise, we'll know he's Batman. (laughs) I don't know. It's part of the game so that he can lure them into the trap, right? Like, like it's like make them think you're weak and stupid, so that counter counter argument. Yeah, you're right. It's part of the game. The counter argument that I make to that narrative is that um, he hasn't been given a choice because. like even lockdowns earlier this year, right? Like the same principle, they had to have known what was going on. Like this, like there is no better intelligence agencies in the world than, than what he had access to. But um, the point I'm trying to make is I think the globalists, they're, they're absolutely ruthless, obviously that they said to him, Hey, if you don't go along with this narrative, that COVID 21 is going to be released this year. Right. So, the more deadly virus is coming and it's going to be on your watch. Right. So um, through these types of means or, Hey, we'll, you know, we'll take out the power grid. If you don't play along, like there's, there's six ways from Sunday that they can, they can threaten him. Right. And and he has to think about the greater good, right. Or the, the, the path of path of least death, I guess, so to speak. Right. And so maybe that is exactly that. But at the same time, you know, he's, he's, He's certainly known for for pulling some last minute surprise moves, right? And so, um, yeah. Can we uh, can we switch gears a little bit, maybe to Doctor yeah, Joni, Doctor Jonia, a little bit? Um, especially being a you know mindset consultant, how do how do we stay above all this and not get dragged down into the fear? You know, and and what are some of the things people can do to build up their immune system naturally. I mean, you never hear the media talking once about vitamin D or vitamin C or zinc or, or uh, anything like that. Yeah, you're right. I mean, with all the fear that's going on, the reason why people are being so irrational, that is they believe everything that they're handed is because they've been brainwashed. Every time you hear a certain message over and over again. I mean, when was the last time that most of the governments, I'd say 99% of the governments of the world agreed about something? You never see that. When was the last time you saw every newscaster, every news station, every newspaper agree on a certain topic? You never see that. Every outlet is supposed to have their own opinion, their own angle on a piece of news. And you're, we're not seeing that this time. So because they're preaching the same thing over and over again, 24 hours, seven days a week, people have been brainwashed. And it only takes, apparently, a couple of months for that to happen. So now we have brains that are completely rewired to have these beliefs. And at the same time, these beliefs are causing them a lot of stress. So when there's a lot of stress, you're flooding your brain with cortisol and adrenaline. And because of that, the brain starts shutting down. The mind starts shutting down. You're not thinking straight. In fact, you get a lot stupider. And because of that, people are making mistakes in judgment. They're making mistakes when they're trying to make decisions. And, I mean, I don't know anybody who is happy wearing a mask out there. I don't know anybody. 
They may be yelling at you, staring you down because you, you don't have a mask on and I don't wear a mask. But I don't care. In fact, when I go into a store, I'm not looking at anybody in particular. I'm just making a beeline to do the things that I'm supposed to be doing inside that store. So people have said, you know, they feel judged. They feel like they're being stared at. Well, the solution to doing that is to tell yourself that I am safe. I'm going to the store. I am getting in there as soon as possible. I'm picking up the things that I want and I'm leaving. But I also expect to be treated with respect. I also expect to have friendly staff around me. And about nine out of 10 times, that's true. So from a mindset point of view, you have to steal yourself and you have to convince yourself that everything is fine. So I haven't had too many incidents, but I did have an incident last Monday where I was in a certain mall and I walked into the store and one of the saleswomen is, she's chasing after me. Oh, ma'am, you got to have a mask on. You got to have a mask on. I told her I'm exempt. Not just once, but more than once. Oh, you have to have your mask on. So I'm not listening to her. I just keep walking around the store. Eventually, the manager comes out. She says, ma'am, you have to have your mask on. This is store policy. This is company policy. And I said, so I keep answering all their objections with what I know about the law. You know, our uh, Charter of Rights and Freedoms, you know, you're discriminating against me. You're... You're doing this, you're doing that. I mean, I have a medical exemption, whatever. And every time they stop arguing with me that point, but they'll still come up with, but it's a company policy. I'm sorry, you know, you can't do this. So I so I finally left. They had called security. The interesting thing is that this mall is a sister mall to another one that had, I don't know, fights and arguments on Black Friday. So just a few days before. So security's talking to me very politely, very quietly. And I could tell it was because they didn't want a scene. They did not want to have, you know, the news people coming in and asking them questions. They didn't want the bad publicity. But, But I was there explaining to them, what they needed to know. And they were explaining to me what I needed to know. However, they just let me go. The rest of my shopping trip in this nice mall was fine. Everybody welcomed me into their stores. There was not a single problem. And when I go into these shops that where I actually buy something, or even if I'm just looking and I don't buy, I think the cashier, and I thank the storekeeper, you know, thank you for welcoming me, and thank you for making it easy for me to spend my money. So I'm just grateful. So that's the attitude that I take with me, and that's the attitude that people have to take with them, too. Don't be afraid of being judged. Just be yourself. Smile. You're happy that you don't have to wear a mask. 
And when other people see that, they really can't touch you. Um, but the thing is, is if they want to pick a fight with me, I'm going to fight back. Because I'm armed with my knowledge of the law. So I don't mind, but I know it's not going to happen all day long. Excellent. I mean, the, the scary thing is not the necessarily the business owners, which is a, is a problem in, in my mind for sure. I mean, we have uh, friends and other podcasters down in like Oregon, for example. And I mean, it is public shaming to the max. I mean, I feel grateful that we live in Alberta where actually people are kind of polite. They, Darren's only had what, how many uh, out of all the maskless trips you've done and maybe only one problem. I mean, he took a flight <laughs> to Vancouver without one. I mean, it was uh, an, an intense experience being every, every, being everybody's first exemption, you know, had his, uh, had his note with them. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I'm scaring people. Though. Yeah, the other day he did. I mean, like, it's getting bad out there where I feel bad, and I'm like, you know, well, this isn't what I signed up for. I didn't sign up to scare old ladies in Shoppers Drug Mart. I mean, she's, like, running away from me. And it's not her fault. It's not her fault. No. She's just watching the TV, just like my grandma would have been watching the TV. I don't know, but my grandma's a pretty sharp old lady. She was telling me sports were fake when I was way too... I was like, no way, Grandma. And I'm like, you know what? She was fucking spot on. But so she might have been on to COVID. But I don't know, you know, at the same point when the media has drummed up this much fear in the public, I start to wonder if I'm if I'm helping or not. Yeah. Well, anymore. You know. And up until now, I have felt like it's helping and someone needs to do it. So I'll just do it because I don't give a fuck what people think from that Good. perspective. I don't give a fuck what people think about me. Yeah. But I yeah. do give a fuck how I make other people feel. Okay, if that's that good. that makes sense. Yeah, that's good. So yeah. I don't like a little lady hiding or running away from me in the store, and I don't know how to approach this. Yeah. Well, on the other hand, you really don't have any control over someone else's perception and their decisions about how they're going to feel or think. Yeah. Or I, say or do. Yeah. You In don't. California, they just they just called the the non mask wearers domestic terrorists. Oh, it's un, what a shocker, eh? That's I mean, California. it's unbelievable. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. but I mean, that's you know, that's we're only a few weeks away from California, yeah. and most things. I mean, it's near common new neighbor. So, so Jesse, like, is I kind of want shield. Is that like giving in too much? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question because here's uh, this is what so I wanted to workplaces. I have to wear the face shield because this now. this is what I wanted to address with Jesse about the masks. Coming from an Osho perspective, too, this is what's so frustrating to me. I was listening to this show the other day, and it clicked into me. The, the, there's a bunch of people now that think the mask grants immunity. They, they're talking yeah. as if it's okay if you're wearing a mask, you're not going to get it. And then they're crying in shame when they test positive. It's mind-boggling. Yeah. Like, when did you think that the mask was granting you immunity? It went from Fauci saying it doesn't even work at all, and the guy interviewing him talking about schmutz getting caught in there. It's a schmutz at you, like whatever that means. And now, yeah. and that it's that they're saying it doesn't protect you, but it might make you a little bit less. This is the official narrative. Now it's become immunity. And it's, and it's interesting, hey? Yeah, it's all, it's, all it's mind blowing yeah. completely, and they're touching your face all the time, and everybody's saying, "I would be if I'm wearing a mask too." But so for me, the official thing now, which the Alberta government 
on their website doesn't say. They say that this does not provide protection. It's not proven on the official government website to provide protection. Or on the box you bought it in. Or on the box you bought it in. Or yeah. in the, you know, the, anyways. I've been in the masks because people are touching their fucking face all day. Yeah. So, yeah. but why, if it's the globules that are going to be, that I'm spewing out of my mouth when I moistly talk, if that's truly the problem, then why isn't everybody just wearing a clear face shield over their mouth? Like, yeah. Why? And, and that's a huge debate too. And I happen to have an N95 right here. And what it says on it, I use this for, for trimming and, uh, and whippersnipping uh, trimming in the what? summertime. Um, misuse may result in sickness or death for proper use. See supervisor or call 3M and then it has their number. Wow. But I mean, it's a, it's a barrier between um, your face and, and the mask. And for, for one to put it on, I mean, I have a couple of professionals that I speak to as well. And, and one has done a video actually um, where he takes, and I'm sure you've seen videos too, guys in your, in your, uh, in your day where, they take the oxygen saturation, they take an oximeter and put it on your finger. And then they run, you know, a 20 minute segment where they try, um, uh, you know, uh, the oxygen saturation and they register it. So it registers uh, three to 4% lower and three to 4% lower is, is a concern. And I mean, in, in my career in helping and coaching and assisting with that, one of the things that we used to do, or was, sorry, excuse me, that, that we do with um, regards to like a workspace is a hazard assessment. And when we do the hazard assessment, if, if, a, if workers, a team of workers goes into a vessel to, deter, you know, to do work, we have to determine what the hazards are. And, and some of them are, are oxygen, right? So if you look at that and you bring that into perspective and you're going, okay, well, I'm putting a mask on my face now. And, and if, I were, if I were on a work site and I'm wearing a mask, the mask or the respirator that they're using on the work site is only a temporary source for, for, for the job that they're doing. And not only that, their, their exposure to that environment for the length of time is important too, because they're not living in there. They're, that space is not intended for them to live in there for that length of time. So um, if you bring this back to the mask that we're using today, I mean, this is not designed for permanent use. That We can't live in this. So if you take uh, a department store uh, employee, for example, that's wearing this on an eight-hour shift, 40 hours a week, and you do the math for the year, their, their depletion of, 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 of actual oxygen in, in, into their, to, to be able to, to respond to that, to bring that in, to inhale that, is, is decreased. And not only that, but they're, they're, uh, they're breathing back in the carbon dioxide that they've already breathed out. So this becomes also a bit of a bacterium catch. It becomes a, a petri dish on your on your face. So that's a huge concern for me. Um, and so N95, excuse me, yes. So I just wanted to build on what, what you were saying there is because I heard in the in the states uh, OSHA they actually have and and just let us know if, if it's the same here. They actually have safety regulations that that prevent you from ever wearing a mask for longer than a period of two hours at a time right. because it creates a serious safety concern under the health and safety um, act. Right. And so very much so, um, very much so in the, in the, the mask mandate really overrides the already existing principle of safety with yeah. masks. It's been around and for if, decades. If you look at this chart that I posted behind me, this is from the CDC website 
And if you look at like reported use of cloth face covering mask 14 days before illness um, onset, it says never 6%. And then it says always, or sorry, it's six, six out of it's 3.9%. And then when you look at always it's 70.6%, even up to 74.2%, like right, like right down, right at the bottom down here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's excellent data. Thank you, Daslo. Thank you, Roman. Yeah. So, like, so that's basically saying that, that, uh, that the people that are wearing masks are regularly masks are getting, are at a higher percentage of testing positive. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause what, cause what we're finding now, and there are studies out there that are now showing this, this is now becoming more prevalent than it was before. The mainstream media is trying to, you know, suppress this, but what, what we're seeing is an increase in pulmonary, pulmonary infections in, in the lungs. Mm-hmm. They're breathing back in the, the bacteria that's supposed to be out. And, and we're, we're, we're going to see a, a rise in illness from people. And my colleague, uh, Chris Schaefer in, in, in Edmonton speaks to this because he wrote an open letter to Dr. Dina Hinshaw about um, the fact that what we're going to see is you're going to see healthy people ill. Because the healthy people that were once healthy are, are now going to be feeling like they have to be forced to wear a mask, and those those people are going to be ill, and that's a, that's a serious concern, and that's that's it's it's a, it's just a it's it's a concern in the sense that um, what we need to know is that you don't need the mask. If 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 I'm not going to say that people shouldn't wear masks, but I'm in, I am in the industry where I'm going to educate people on, on, on the, 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 the positives and negatives. I mean, there is, there is a place for a mask in, in a, in a, in a work site in, in, in different settings in hospitals, there's different PPE, but that's a last line of control there. That's your last line of control. And in the safety industry, where we look is the hierarchy of controls. We look at, elimination you know physically removing a hazard substituting if if we can't removing if we can't get rid of it engineering controls that will help people to to mitigate it uh administrative controls like guidelines and policies and things and then your ppe is at at the very bottom so if we're giving people (laughs) ppe to wear instructing them to use something like this we haven't done all those other things up there we haven't we haven't we're, we're, we're just, this is, this is our last line and we're rushing right to that. Well, the so, rest of the PPE also doesn't have like, in my opinion, harmful side effects. Right. It, <laughs> well, except enough. for the vaccine, but I mean, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole today. I'm sure you guys yeah. sort of know what I'm talking about already. Yeah. I mean, can I uh, say a few words from a health perspective? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, Jesse has um, touched on some of them, but really, We're all here on Earth because we happen to breathe oxygen. Oxygen is something that we need to be alive. Otherwise, we suffocate. I mean, we're drowning. Right now, all these people are wearing masks. They're breathing in their own CO2 and, you know, some 2,000 other compounds that aren't supposed to be in the body. That includes ammonia and, yes, all that bacteria. But the thing is, is that we're depriving every cell in our body and in our brain of oxygen. Brain is very sensitive to lack of oxygen. I mean, a neurologist will tell you.
Oh, we just lost you, doctor. Um, until she comes back, I'll just kind of pick up. Um, so, so there's, there's this, this. Blacking, they're suffering oh. from oxygen deprivation as well. <laughs> you were just, we, you just cut off when you were talking about the neurological effects. Oh, okay. For some reason, my yeah. internet. Yeah. A neurologist will tell you. Yeah. So a neurologist or a brain doctor will tell you that you, that brain cells are very sensitive to oxygen deprivation. The brain needs oxygen. Anybody who's ever met anybody who's had a stroke knows that's true, you know, because you become paralyzed on one side of the body. You can't talk. You can't walk. You know, a whole bunch of things like that. Now, the thing, the interesting thing about wearing these masks is that people can actually get used to that oxygen deprivation. However, the damage is continuing. The damage keeps going on. So are we going to have early onset dementia and Alzheimer's in 10, 10 years time? Are people going to realize that it was because they had to wear those masks uh, today, that that's the reason why they're suffering in 10, 20 years? Or maybe they're, we're just gonna, they're just gonna kill us all off, you know, because we're not perfect. Yeah. What, what about the social and psychological aspects of it? The, the depersoning that wearing the mask does, right? Especially so so for all children. of a it strips you of your identity, yeah. right? Especially children. And it, mm-hmm. and it really hinders any sort of meaningful relationship or dialogue or, or interaction with anybody. So, so the psychological effect is, I say, just as bad as oh, the physical effect. And so it's, it's, it's intended, I think, deliberately to be terrible for us. I agree. So that, so that we get to a point, a breaking point where we say, just give me the damn jab, right? Just I, to get rid of the yeah, mask. I agree. Otherwise, right? let me out of my house. I'll take the mask off. I'll just take the jab. Like it just, yeah. you know. Otherwise, we'd have a little mouth covering, right? We'd have a little mouth covering, and the, you could breathe, and you could see people's faces. Otherwise, they would do that. Why haven't they adjusted to any of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've got a funny picture of a cop I saw the other day. I got to show it well, to you. Well, even the CDC last week came out saying that masks aren't necessary unless you're in an en- on an enclosed space that doesn't have ventilation. Yeah. <laughs> see, there you go. so yeah jesse is there any is there any do you think there's any change going to come in that or are we just i I think that it's just going to be up to it's going to be up to us to educate um it's and it's going to be up to like for instance our team to um like roman's been speaking about to we're we're going to make some headway um it's going to be slower it's going to be the the like with the, the, the million slices. Um, but, um, you know, um, looking forward to like, one of the things that I do when I look forward to talking to people is, is engaging them in a way where you, you can kind of, you can relate to relate something of which this stands for to, to their life. And, and that's what I go for in, in my interactions is um, in educating and where, where my background stems from is because is, if you go in preachy, if you go in and you just, you're, 
they're going to shut right off. It further polarizes people. So if you go in with, with the, so how do you, how are you feeling about this? How does this affect you? And, and, and how is this affecting your children? And what, what, how do you feel about that personally? Then you can start to talk about these little things little by little and planting the seeds. Because if you, these are questions, yeah. If, yeah, you just, yeah, exactly. Like you, if you just keep, if you, if you flood them with too much information, they're going to shut off, polarizes them. And you know, if it's a family member, <laughs> if it's like your uncle Fred, he's probably not going to talk to you for a long period of time. But anyway, that's besides the point. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is, is um, the method that's worked for me is uh, finding out where people's rock bottom is. And then just kind of uh, finding that place of being able to relate relay the information to them so that it, that it, 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 it personal, personal, uh, personalizes it. Cause then what you do from there is, um, um, I, I sat at a, um, a safety conference one time and Corey Pitzner, he put it, um, he called it deep safety. And, and it's when somebody truly believes like their true belief comes shining through. It's like this organic thing that they do. And that's, I, I I resonate with that, and that's something that I take from from what he said, and 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 uh, and, and hope that what I do um, in my work, that's the point that I set. So nice, Doctor Johnny. Do you think there's any? Uh, it seems like to me there's an increase in in positive cases, even though that's uh, that's something. The PCR thing is a completely different thing, but. Since since all the mask wearing and the lockdowns, I mean, is there any truth or um, legitimacy to the these other things causing positive results, like bra- uh, bacterial infections caused from too much masks or pulmonary infections? Like, is there is that directly relating to more positives? Do you think? <laughs> I mean, those PCR tests are really only finding dead fragments of virus. Of coronavirus DNA, of coronavirus. there's, there's yeah. thousands of them in every drop of seawater. It's, it's just dead, and most flus and colds are are from a coronavirus yeah. of some sort. So, uh, bacterial infection is something very different. Um, and people are, in fact, getting very sick and almost dying from pulmonary infections, bacterial infections. So. So, so it's a separate issue. So it's a separate issue, kind of. It's still dangerous, but it's it's not necessarily increasing the the. No. Yeah. So, so one of my favorite statistics in in on this subject is that during the 2020 pandemic, we actually have fewer deaths. Yeah. In Canada, yeah. and so that right there just says it all, right? So, so we have fewer deaths during this pandemic. How is that even possible? And where did the flu go? Yeah. Or old age. Yeah. COVID's the cure for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the flu's gone because we're all wearing masks and social distancing and lockdown. Yeah. It beats yeah. the flu, but it it doesn't beat COVID. It's a motherfucker. I don't know. Just like how COVID's more contagious after 10 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have a curfew now, curfew? too? Are you guys all in Calgary? Yeah. So we, we, could, we could gather? Yeah. <laughs> that'd be great <laughs> hang out <laughs> i mean I, earlier I, you did ask me about how we can stay healthy yeah yeah we should and, touch on that before we wrap yeah up. i mean 
Go outside and get your vitamin D. Even even at this yeah, it's time. Hardly, it's hardly around. It's like 8 o'clock to 4 o'clock. They closed the fucking tanning beds just in time for the sun to go away. Well, I mean, uh, in my last year of, of engineering, we all had to do a, a paper. So my paper was on solar energy. So this is, what, 1979. And it hasn't really changed. But Calgary gets as much sunlight sunshine as Miami does and of course you know has to do with our really long days during the summer but the thing is is that even at minus 30 during the winter you can still have a beautiful bright sunny day and and it's not just physically good for you you know to have that fresh air and that sunshine but it's psychologically uplifting to see a nice bright sunny blue sky but and the thing is is the body does store vitamin D. Right now, everybody's talking about vitamin D supplements. I was talking to a LinkedIn uh, contact. He He's in Denmark, but he's doing a lot of work in Spain. Even the Spanish suffer from vitamin D deficiency. And the reason why? I mean, it's not hard to tell. Everybody is so deathly afraid of skin cancer everybody is wearing sunscreen no matter what okay and it's ridiculous we should not be afraid of the sun every day you can get some and you'll be perfectly healthy i mean i don't wear sunscreen all year round in my own country in canada i only wear it for a few days when i'm down in jamaica for the first few days and then, you know, I taper it off and I'm home free because I'm not afraid of getting a sunburn. I'm not afraid of getting the sun. I'm just soaking in as much vitamin D as I can before I go home. So all this fear about the sun, I mean, it's, it's great money for the supplement companies who tell you that you have to be on supplements for the rest of your life. I mean, I'm pretty sure this is where conventional medicine gets their philosophy about being on a drug for the rest of your life too yeah if you've ever been to true north you guys know true north the the holistic place there and the true and so north you, synergy group yeah, it's like a natural naturopathic yeah. clinic and so they'll they'll do a test on you and all your levels and they say every single person is vitamin d deficient and substantially doesn't matter wow. what you do supplement sun doesn't matter and um, the very first thing they'll do is they'll give you three doses of 50,000 IUs. Wow. Right. And that's, that's just to catch you up, right? <laughs> For three days, 50,000 50, IUs a day. Well, um, that's another topic, you see. I know, I know. So I'm like, not convinced about all this testing either. What about that? <laughs> well, but isn't magnesium very critical to absorbing vitamins, especially D as well? I mean, shouldn't, isn't mag, being magnesium. Um, insufficient, also a big factor. It well, is, but more important calcium, is iodine. Yeah, magnesium and calcium go together. So if you're eating your your leafy green vegetables, then you should be doing just fine. Because yeah, I mean, sense. the problem with having supplements is that they really can't honestly tell you how much you need. But when you're actually eating the whole food, you're getting the whole food and every component in it. That makes total sense that the body can take in. And so they, they're they only really guessing how much you really need. 
as far as I'm concerned. But if you're eating the whole food, you're fine. Vitamin C in the form of lemons, you know, citrus fruits, um, it helps absorb quite a few other nutrients. So it's quite simple. I mean, for me, I take lemon, lemon juice and a little bit of water before I eat meat, simply because I don't have the stomach acids to digest meat. I'm a blood type A. So, but my husband, who's blood type O, he has a huge amount of blood type uh, of uh, stomach acids in in him. That's typical of a blood type O. So he can digest as much meat as he wants, but I can't keep up with him. I uh, I would end up feeling really bloated and eventually be one of these people that has uh, heart disease and certain kinds of cancer. So, so. Whether it's an individual thing, I mean, as far as the numbers are concerned, that's why I don't really believe in the numbers, because I really think that whatever you need is an individual thing. And they really can't tell you that every single person really needs that much of whatever nutrient they they claim. Do you think, because we're all different. We're all different. Do you think there's an evolutionary genetic component to that? Like, I'm an Indian, so like a, a Canadian Indian. <coughs> um indigenous whatever um i'm allowed to say that because i'm an indian so <laughs> yeah like there's not a lot of vitamin c flying around in my in my where my Got people it. come from historically so like i feel like we're more geared to meat and fat and i think that it's kind of the argument i always use is like if we all ate like the inuit it would probably you know some people can't handle that diet of high super high fat and it's like some people are finding a carnivore diet is working for them and these different diets are working for different people and i think our biggest problem is trying to apply it to all and we're not even allowed to have that 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 ethnic conversation because it's fucking racist so i'm from eastern europe and we have a similar story to that and so going back into the medieval days right where it was kingdoms and horse horses right um there was there was a, a huge shortage of food every winter and so what the the and, and the, the kingdom would take it all right so it would leave the people the the hill folk with very little food and so what they would do is they would convert it all into moonshine because it would soar and last the winter and they would literally live off moonshine for generations, this happened. And so the descendants in Eastern Europe are really just the survivors with the strongest livers, right? And so that's why we can drink so much is because we're descendants of this, the survivors of those days for, for hundreds of years living off moonshine, right? During, during those dark ages. And so wow. similar story, right? So, um, yeah. you know, I, I've heard you can live for 30 days off beer, right? <laughs> so um, I guess I guess it's all relevant, but... You know, just to kind of bring it back home here, um, I think ultimately it's it's up to everybody to to take their own health into their own hands and don't rely on the nanny state to save you. And that's that's one of those those media um, in, in media principles that have been ingrained into into the, the 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 movies and the TV shows that some boogeyman or some bad thing happens and then the government comes and saves you and you can always count on the government, right? And so Sub- subconsciously we've, we've, we've come to the point like, Oh, I'm sick oh, the doctor's going to save me. Right. Or, you know, yeah, it's made war, the government helpful. will save me or this pandemic and the government will save me. And so yeah. 
it's all been conditioning. And so really just taking your own destiny back and saying, well, you know, there's, there's all sorts of different ways to stay healthy. And, yeah, thank- um, Zinc, I mean, zinc is great. I mean, if you eat meat, you shouldn't be uh, deficient in zinc. Uh, a zinc supplement is good. Um, echinacea for blood type A's. Elderberry flowers, dried elderberry flower tea for everybody else. Every, uh, you know, that works for every blood type. Very effective. You only need a couple of cups of this elderberry tea, and you can beat a flu or cold back in a matter of hours. I mean, it's just amazing stuff. Turmeric. Turmeric is great as well. And it's delicious. Yeah. Throw a little turmeric on some broccoli. So before, <laughs> we, before we let you go, I want to get back to the, the legal stuff because – I mean, the new restrictions have, have, have got me a little rattled. Um, I mean, I feel like doing the show, is it kind of helps because it gives me an outlet to think that I'm helping or making a difference, but I'm still not fucking happy. And I want to touch on what you guys are going to do about me not allowed to have fucking people in my house because this is, this is a problem for me. And, and I have some friends that it's a problem for too. And my one friend is, you know, he's planning on having his family out for fucking Christmas anyway and just hiding the car in the garage. And so what's the pushback on that? What's, what's the recipe? What should I tell my friend? Okay, so, so I'm, glad, I'm glad you asked that. So, so not everybody has time to volunteer or, you know, to be a social media warrior and, you know, spreading awareness. And so um, our organization is financed by people just like yourselves. And so we, we, we work on donations. And so there's, there's always something that somebody can do to, to help, right? So just want to make sure that everybody's clear. We need support financially to fight these battles, right? And so that's all listed on our website. You can check it out, freedomsnumber4canada.com. But to answer your question more specifically, this particular application that's going into court next week is challenging the reasonableness of all of these measures. And we've actually incorporated even today's announcements into that application, right? So we're, we've got affidavits from various different medical professionals, um, PhD in public health, right, to, to show the, the negative effects of these, these measures. And so what we're hoping for is, you know, and big fingers crossed is a, is a little Christmas miracle next week that will either be adjudicated on the spot because it's so blatantly obvious, right? And we have a good judge that, that sees that they can do it on the spot or it could have an injunction where the measures are not lawful until it's adjudicated, which would then take several weeks, you know, over the holidays into the new year for the government to actually come through and prove that these measures are justifiable which they won't be able to, and it'll be adjudicated at another time, right? And so there's always the chance that we won't get any of it, right? But um, we're also working with the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms, you know, the JCCF, there are co-applicants in this action. And so we've had consultations with Rocco Galati out of Ontario. And so this is essentially the dream team of Canadian constitutional lawyers fighting for the beachhead. Right. And so can we go watch. <laughs> I'm not sure. Actually, we're, we're actually yeah. debating that. But that. Um, I'll wear a yeah. mask for that. <laughs> I, I know I said the same thing. I'm, I'm going to that courtroom no matter what. Right. 
Um, so, so I'll, I'll, I'll be putting out an update in, in due course, right? So, you know, I'd suggest everybody sign up to our mailing list. If you want to know about this as it's happening, right, you can subscribe just on our website. There's no charge and, and you'll just go right into our, our weekly. Sometimes it takes a little longer depending on how busy we are, but usually weekly updates gives you lots of good news articles. Uh, tells you about the, the walk for freedom that's happening, some pictures of that and, uh, anything to do with the legal legal action, actions that we're taking. So um, that's that's probably the easiest way to get the info first. Um, but court is next week, and that's kind of the hold-your-breath moment. Uh, at the same time, we're going to slap them with the class action, which, so, so I mentioned the political cover needed for, for Kenny to pull back and say, actually, yeah, no, you guys got to sort that out before I, I put these measures on again, right? And then secondarily, put the massive financial liability heat on the government, which is now political pressure. So all the opposition can come in and say, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. We don't have these billions of dollars to pay out. Right. Um, And so then we go deeper into other different topics and so on and so forth. Right. So um, it uh, it's it's going to be ongoing, and that's why I keep saying, you know, you, we need everybody to come together, and every little donation does help because these these things are not cheap, right? And so we've got um, some of the best lawyers you can get, and we're willing to fight the good fight, but it is a team effort, right? So just everybody keep that in mind. Um, so, and then from from the from the other side of it, like I myself, I'm I'm not a lawyer. And I'm not here to provide any legal advice. All I can do is tell you what I would do um, from my experience. Um, I'd have the people over. And if the cops show up. um, Take the ticket. For most people, take the ticket because you don't know how to how to interact properly um, unless you have a have knowledge of the law. Um, But. These tickets are not going to stand up in court because um, because here's part of the thing. These these things that they've given are orders. They're not laws. You know, whose signature is on it? You know, who, who's who's the signatory on these orders? You know, and when you look up when you look up the definition of bylaw, it says that it only applies to corporations. You know, so I, I, I like the way you guys handled the cops giving tickets for the walk for freedom. I mean, maybe you can just mention that quickly, too. So the, the, the CPS doesn't want to give us tickets because they know we can fight them, that they're not constitutionally uh, sound. Right. And so really, if they were to ticket the crowd, then it would just create a massive financial liability for them to enforce mm-hmm. them and then only to fall short. Right. So uh, I, I recommend everybody check out our website on the news tab. It shows you the press release and it shows you the full application that we've submitted. All of the legal principles that we're fighting and arguing are there outlined black and white. And so you can see how preposterous what's happening is. Like I mentioned, you get down that legal rabbit hole, it's totally Swiss cheese, Right. And so that's that's why we think there's a chance we could be adjudicated on the spot because it's so glaringly obvious, right? That um, there is no jurisdiction for the, the the chief health officer to put any sort of measures on us. There's they would need to go to the legislature to authorize an entirely new law 
that allows this type of activity to happen. And then that's mm. never happened. Okay. Okay. And good. so with that, go all the tickets. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All the measures, everything that's, that's included in there is just kind of falls off. Right. Yeah. All right. So if, if you, show if, up, if you look, there's call you Dazzle. I'll be like Dazzle. The cops are here. What the fuck? <laughs> you can, you can actually I mean, call buddy. the JCCF. Sorry, they they, they, they defend tickets you. like that. Right. So oh, do that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they're so taking JCCF. It um, and also, you know, Rebel Media has announced they'll they'll defend a thousand tickets, right? So, um, all in Ontario. Yeah. So, I mean, within reason, right? Don't, you know, you don't want to provoke anything, obviously, right? And we're, we're not here to again give any legal advice, but um, you know, hopefully, this is just temporary, right? But if you receive a ticket, it's not the end of the world. Plead not guilty, and like Roman and Dazzler are saying. Uh, call the JCCF because they're they're essentially going to going to help us through this. Right on. So we're we're going to be at the rally on Saturday, 1 p.m. City Hall, and we're expecting a big crowd. So anybody wants to join, come on down. We're going to make some noise. We're going to have a, a couple of speakers. I'll be speaking a little bit more about the litigation, and then we're just going to have an epic march through the streets. If you've ever been on one, it's. It's, it's probably the, the best feeling you'll have all year is, yeah. is, is yeah. marching through that yeah. street with that mm-hmm. crowd. So I, I encourage everybody to come on down and get make, make sure you, your voice is heard. How long right is that going to go? I have a sauna at one. Oh. <laughs> so it well, starts it's the at last one. Day, so I'm trying to support the float life guys down there before they have to shut down for fucking Christmas. Oh, no. I can't say I blame you. I, I should probably squeeze one in too. I went and got a haircut today because my, my, my fucking barber, my local barber is petrified because he's going to get shut down. He was already shut down 71 days this year. And he's like, I can't afford to be shut down for fucking December. And, you know, at the time we were waiting because it was still like 340 when I left or 350 or something. And he didn't know yet. And then I got home and I was like, oh, yeah, they shut him down that point. And he was just like, if they shut me down, I'm fucked. And this is this is some fucking 55, 60 year old dude that's made his. his I mean, I've been in, in and around Chestermere for almost 20 fucking years now. And this dude's had this little barbershop he's built up and I'm, I'm half expecting him not to exist in the spring. Disgusting. Yeah, we can't let yeah, this so, happen. So, so think, think about this. This, this is something that our lawyer and I talk about all the time is. So today the measures come out and and Kenny at the same time says, we know that a lot of you aren't going to survive the winter because of these me- me- the small business aren't going to survive the winter because of these measures. Like we know this is a death sentence. And so we've tripled our, our funding available to support you. Okay. Which is still an absolute insult, right? A total of 20 grand and it's going to be months. Like, like it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's literally throwing a dog, like, like a crumb. You know what I mean? And say survive won't on cover that. the rent. But but the exactly the point is that's that's supposed to be over a billion dollars just in Alberta. Okay. And so what do you get for a billion dollars? You yeah. get probably 20 Cadillac field hospitals. Do you know what I mean? You they, get they can all sorts all, of therapeutics. They can protect get, all the old like, folks' homes. They can exactly, protect all the fortunes around an old folks' home. Like like you get so much for a billion dollars. That like the the economic loss in Alberta as a result of those measures is many billions of dollars. It makes no sense. No. 
And it's not even based on any sound science. That's, they that's, know. I know. That's the hard science. part. That's why it's so hard to swallow. Like, you just have to look at the... Well, even yeah, for the stats. money they spent, here's the thing, like, Natasha and I were talking, for the money they spent, they could have just, like, made it optional. If you're fucking scared, stay, or, or if you're sick, stay home, you know, like, have some sort of measure in place where if they're actually well, worried that's about what it's you're okay. supposed to do anyways. If anybody, that's, yeah, but yeah, we'll pay that's you. that's the normal thing. So instead of paying the entire fucking country to stay home, just we're yeah. going to start paying people who are sick to stay home. The government will pick that up. Yeah. That would have been normal. That would have been normal. Yeah. And, you know, like this is the hypocrisy is in, in, insane. Like you, you look at some of the laws in in California, how they say um, it's no longer criminal offense to knowingly spread HIV. Right? You heard of that? Yeah. What? But yet you can't just go out with the sniffles. Yeah. You know? yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> and you and 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 you won't go back to normal till the vaccine comes out. But oh, now all of a sudden, oh, no, oh, no. then, then but even. now you oh, you, it's not going to be a new normal now. Or no, it's not going to. You're not going to go back to normal even with the vaccine. You're still going to have to yeah. mask up. You're still going to have to social yeah. distance. It may not even stop you from spreading, and it may only just stop your symptoms. Like the, it's it's unbelievable. It's like they want and, us and to. That's that's our motto. This only ends when we make it end. Right. And it's and it takes everybody to do everything they can for the next little while until it does end. So, so come on out know, anybody, to our rallies. Anybody listening, chip in, share our links, come to the rally, talk to people like every masker is an opportunity. You know, just everybody's got to do their part. This this is this is our moment. Right. Otherwise, oh. people can't shut me up. And know so that I mean. we're not anti-maskers. No, I love everyone. Pro freedom. We're pro freedom. We're, we're we're here for for our freedoms, our liberties, our rights, and to uphold the constitution. If you want to wear a mask, that is that I support you. By all means, if you want to wear a mask while while marching with us, by all means, do it. If it makes you feel better, for sure, just come out and support. Excellent. Well, this has been great, you guys. I really really uh, enjoyed this chat. And that was great to meet you all. It's so nice to see this happening in our city. It really is. It's inspiring. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Yeah. Thank you. We'll probably, we'll probably pop this out ahead <laughs> of schedule, uh, ahead of our normal schedule with you guys going uh, next week to court and all out and try and drum up some support. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, the newsletter, you'll, you'll get the updates. And okay. so... Thank you, gentlemen. Excellent. Perfect. Right on. Yeah, Jesse, email me if you have any tips on how I can get out of wearing this fucking face visor all day. <laughs> sure thing. All right, guys. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Nice Thank to meet you all. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Bye now. And that was a chat with the Freedom for Canada gang. What'd you think, buddy? Wow, that was good. Yeah, I'm proud of them to do that. I hope uh, hope it goes well. Geez, I was, I was hearing pushback today about the rallies and stuff, and oh my God, the media just won't shut up about them, eh? Demonizing the whole thing, but I don't know. I don't know. Might have to fight back a little bit more here. I don't know what the media is saying. Yeah, just, oh yeah. Anti-maskers getting together. Oh, is that, is that what they're saying? Oh yeah. Causing this whole thing to keep going. I what if they put my that. picture someplace and someone hits me with a pipe or something? Think I got to worry about that? Hit you? Oh well, that, well that's the problem. I know, I know. I did. I kind of want to just stealthy, you know, stealthily go through this. But you know, we might have to get out there a little bit more. Well, I'm gonna tell my friend to have his family over. I mean, I even sometimes I want to just put a megaphone, like just put a mask on, 
to hide my face. Like <laughs> I just get a megaphone out. Just Alex like, Jones? Yeah, dude, I'll film you. That would be great. We'll go downtown and I'll film you just standing on the free corner. Ban PCR tests. Yeah, yeah, Ban yeah, PCR yeah, yeah. tests. You'd be a great Alex Jones. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, this is a great idea. We got to practice your rant, though, so it's not like what? I'm quick with it. I mean, <laughs> you don't want to make an ass of yourself yeah. on your PCR rant. Yeah. You know, like practice in front of the mirror. Get your neck bulging out. Yeah, you get my veins in the yeah, forehead yeah, going. Yeah. <laughs> so while Graham's doing that, support the show. GrahamAmerica.ca slash support. Uh, just like Freedom for Canada needs support. We need support. We don't take uh, any of those ad dollars or have any people partnering up with us to give us money or help out. We just got you guys. If you listen to the show, you're uh, share some, some responsibility and sharing the financial burden. And all that stuff. So grammarica.ca slash support if you can, when you can. 2020 has been a tough year. We get it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. If you can support the show, we could use your support now more than ever. Grammarica.ca slash support if you're getting some value from the coming up on 500 episodes. There's another 70 or 80 or 100 in the black budget, a bunch of audiobooks. We're giving that away for free since everyone's hurting a little bit from COVID. If you're not hurting too much from COVID, you can support to support the show. It's more important now than ever. GrahamAmerica.ca slash support because we need to be ready for shit to pop off too. Um, mostly like the servers and things like that. I mean, we're mostly set up for everything, but better to be proactive than reactive. Yeah. Freedomforcanada.com, the number four for those asking in the chats. Freedomforcanada.com. Shouldn't it be .ca? Well, I don't know. Maybe that was taken. I don't know. I, it's okay. I, mean, buy it. I should buy it for him. I'll make a point. Ah. That'll be my support. Our support. Our team. There you go. You're one of my COVID people. Yeah, we're, we're, you're my cohort. Like COVID we can touch. <laughs> we can touch. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, there's a bunch of ways you can support the show in the show notes that yeah, don't cost any yeah, money. Yeah, share it, email Review, stories share, in, feedback, reviews. Spam, gram, tell your friends. Yeah. But support helps too. We love you. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next week. Matrix. This must be a glitch in the matrix.
for them laser beams Climb to the top of the pyramid scheme Capitol Hill's getting steeper and steeper Meanwhile, the deck gets deeper and deeper Don't get comfortable, three figures Cause it's gonna take more than hand and eye coordination on your PlayStation It's gonna take mind elevation There must be a glitch in the Yeah. <laughs> 